you are listening to the Don't Fret Club podcast. I'm Jess Hope and I've been a music journalist for over a decade. For the last four years, I've been chatting to musicians specifically about mental health. All of my conversations are documented on this very podcast. I've learned a lot and have shared some incredibly insightful chats with some very wise people. I'd also like to thank Amex for their support in making this season possible. Today, I'm joined by Parkway Drive vocalist Winston McCall. This chat was recorded at Good Things Festival 2019, so while we were a little limited on time, the short chat we had was filled with some really honest anecdotes from Winston. Parkway's recent documentary and album soundtrack, Viva the Underdogs, sets a scene as Winston talks me through some of the ways he and the band have handled pressure throughout their careers and how that underdog mentality has really propelled them forward. Parkway Drive are, of course, one, if not the most notable metalcore and heavy metal band to ever come out of Australia. Hailing from Byron Bay, they've released six full-length albums to date, their last four of which reached the top ten of the ARIA charts, including two of those landing on top at number one. Needless to say, Parkway Drive have continued to invent and reinvent what's big in heavy music, and they've done it on their own terms and with a heck load of pyro. A big thanks to everyone who made this conversation possible and to Winston for his continued enthusiasm and honesty throughout our chat. short on time so i will just okay. dive right in yeah. um and i watched the trailer for viva the underdogs yeah. um which is amazing i'm Thanks. so excited for it um and one of the things obviously is your rise to like festival headliner yeah. status internationally because obviously here um but kind of overseas but was there a point when you just thought it was like game over and it probably wouldn't happen um it's been a really weird one because i uh, personally we have never really thought it's going to be game over mm-hmm. it's always been a reasonably steady thing for us which has been surprising but we have always had people telling us that this is like we're already one step above where we should be so we've constantly waited for that bubble to burst until the last few years when we kind of like no, you know what we've been doing this for a long time now we know our shit and we we're confident in ourselves. Like, it took a very long time to gain self-confidence, to be honest. Mm. Um, like, when you're surviving as a band, it's you very rarely get time to, like, to take your foot off the accelerator. You're just constantly in that fight-or-flight mode of, mm. this has to be 110% all the time. You've got to keep doing it. And the longer we're in the band, the more that we came along in our life, the bigger the stakes kind of got because we just got older and our, like, the family, like our families, more and more invested in this because we were away from them more and then our families were growing and stuff like that. And it, it just became um, it became that kind of thing where we, d- we really did have to just take responsibility, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been what interesting. What was the driving force that told you it was always worthwhile? Or what is it worthwhile for you personally? We love doing it. We love doing it. Like, it's, it's, a, part, it's a part of us in a way that is... It's very hard to describe, to be honest. I, I get something out of this, everything to do with this creatively that I never knew I needed and that I really cherish so much. And I'm also very conscious of the fact that uh, what I do 
and this goes for every other person in the band, is, um, is something that every single member of the band brings something mm. together and we're so much stronger together. Like the, the, what we, the way we come together in, the, in the, the artistic vision of things amplifies each other's vision in a way that we kind of couldn't imagine, um, which is so awesome. I'm so lucky to be able to do that. Mm. Every single person in this band has a vision in there that they want to achieve, which they can't because with their own skills. Yeah. But you bring in the other parties and it works, which is just really cool. It's just really, really cool. And it's, I guess it's just... I'm indulgent yeah. in, in not wanting that to stop. <laughs> Do you allow yourself to feel, like, take enjoyment from the fact that you've proved people wrong? Oh, yeah. Yeah? That's yeah. good, because I feel like often we don't, we don't enjoy that no. selfishness. That's been, um, we've always been like that. <laughs> it's been a lifetime of doing it, to be honest. Like, it's, it's very, um, we've, we've always felt like underdogs. That's why that line has always been there. That's why I write these songs, and... Um, as much as uh, it's very easy to look at this band and go, everyone always loved Parkway. Like every time you put out a release, people are just like, oh, every release has been amazing. And then I don't like this one or whatever. I'm like, I've put out, when you're living this, it's, you are much more conscious of the stream of negativity that it's, is following you and watching it grow. And it's always been there from every, from the very start point, there was, people that said you don't belong here you don't sound like this you don't look like that and it's constantly just running a parallel path mm. and um the bigger the band gets the wider that stream grows which is what it is but every time it gets bigger i just we've always gone yep you can't stop us <laughs> basically yeah. like and it's and that makes me happy because it just shows that self-belief is a powerful thing mm. and it's very nice to know that what we do connects with people it's a very, very awesome feeling to, um, there's the creating of the art and then there's it resonating with, with people and the, watching that ripple of resonation grow and grow and grow uh, is very, very fulfilling. Can you remember the first time you realised it was having any kind of impact on other people outside of the band? Um, I can't remember exactly where it was. But I can remember um, the feeling. I have this very distinct feeling um, of the first time someone described to me um, one of our songs that was very, very early on um, and what it meant to them and, and them getting exactly what I'd meant through the lyrics and describing the exact feeling that I had when I'd put the words to the music and it had all come together and what it felt to me and them saying describing to me that exact same feeling which I had mm. and me going oh my god like we I've just communicated with this person without even knowing it and um it's a re it was a really moving moment and um I think that's 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 that power that's the thing to be able to see it continue and continue there's no it's that that makes you go forward it's mm. very when you're alone by yourself sitting there just it's very easy to for like the to forget that that connection exists, um, and it's very easy to just see the pros and cons of why people say they like you and why people say they hate you. And you read them and you go, "Oh, well, a lot of people really don't like me," um, but that's negating this in, uh, this whole whole other form of communication, which goes is 
transmitted through music. And then when you stand on stage or you meet someone and they, they tell you that, it, um, it really is galvanising, which and is cool. as the stages, the stages are bigger, the mm. crowds are bigger, the pyro is mm. bigger, yeah. that adrenaline, how do you manage it off stage when you come off? To kind of, you know, and then say, <laughs> last night of tour, you're going back home. And then you, you have that, like, reality hit, which is... It's a really happen. weird one. It's yeah. a really weird one. Like, to be honest, the, um, the mental health aspect of being in a band uh, is a very hard thing to describe to people because, yeah, that, just the adrenaline and whatever the hell I'm on on that stage that is getting fed to me energy-wise is... It's very addictive and it's very, very, it's just, it's amazing. It's an amazing energy. Um, but having a connection with like 500 or 5,000 or 50,000 or however many thousand people and then going back to a bus with five people mm-hmm. and then going back to your bunk, which is tiny yeah. and sitting in the dark by yourself when... Like my wife is on the other side of the world and I haven't seen her for six weeks. Um, the come down, like the, the polarisation of that is really, really, really hard to deal with. It's very, very, very challenging. Um, and that's been one of the things which, the, like the longer, we always thought that it would get easier with more experience and it, it just gets harder and harder and harder, which is kind of like why we, we have worked so hard to make, to try and make this worth something because we don't have the capacity to be away from our loved ones for long periods of time now and coping with uh, the mental side of being a touring band um, is I don't think it's something that we can do in the same capacity as when we were young mm. because I think as you grow and life life starts to you should start to value you just value life more like I look at a lot of the stuff we did when we were kids and I'm like you were an idiot you could have done could have killed yourself there you could have hurt someone else you could have done this and done that and consequence doesn't come in as much and when the more that that weighs on you the more um you start valuing time and the time on stage is incredible but for that hour two hours that you see us on stage there's 22 hours of getting to that point which um is existing within a very like it's the same between with, with the same five to 50 people that I've seen for the last 15 years and mm. that's kind of the interaction that you have and you're in strange lands all the time. So it's it's weird. Have you found other interests or like creative outputs that either on tour or when you're back home that kind of get you outside, away from social media? Like I'm not on social media at all. Oh, <laughs> I got the hell that? out of that, that's it. <laughs> I, that was the thing as well. Yeah. That, like it took... it the bigger it got and I, I literally just cut that off mm. because I still use it um, to look at nice pictures and laugh at cats yeah. and um, <laughs> all the really nice things and it's a useful tool but um, I honestly believe that that, is, that brings out the worst in people. Yeah. It's, very, it's a really nice, obviously there's a lot of positive things of people reaching out but I'd much rather have a nice conversation with someone or meet someone and I'd, I think by providing us with a, with a mask to hide behind it just, it's, it's just it's just so obvious that it yeah. brings out horrible sides of people um, and I don't want to participate in it. So when I'm home, I, yeah, I have friends. I hang out with them. I go to the gym. I play with Lego, design like stage plots and I write songs and I do a bunch of other stuff and it's, it's really nice. Yeah. And then on tour, I 
do whatever I got to do. Like being involved in this band these days is not a um, it's not a small thing. <laughs> like yeah. it's uh, that when you're when you're running this, it's you're on stage, but you're also having to design the next stage setting for the next tour, and you're also having to handle the press and whatever else is going on. Like literally at this point in time, we're involved in editing a movie. Um, have like audio stuff going on as well as well as this festival which we've been making sure is running correctly and working on a completely different stage setting for the next tour as well and it's a 14 hour day of band <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> what's your favorite moment in all of that gigging yeah i, I enjoy being on stage is there one moment in the set that you always kind of switch in and like, yes? I no, the whole thing, the whole thing, because the way we, the way we operate is, um, and the way we create is, we don't, especially these days, is we don't want to do the same thing twice. So when we're writing songs or creating moments, visually or anything like that, the idea is to hit different points and different emotions okay. and have it change. So I find I get different things from every different part. So for me, it's it's a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> like there's the adrenaline underlying everything, but there's the interpretation of what is actually going on, which varies so differently with every single song. So one day I'll like one thing that's incredibly slow and very personal, and the next day I'll like just the blazer where everything is on fire and I'm just going like a maniac. And they all give me something different. But yeah. it's it's nice. It's nice to be able to look at the set list after every song and go, oh man, we're on to this one. And I then go that. like, what's next? Oh God, we've got this one, awesome. So yeah, it's really cool. I love that. Thank yeah. you so much for talking to me. Pleasure, thank really you. really appreciate it and enjoy the show. Thank you very much, thank thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Don't Fret Club podcast. You can find me across all socials as Don't Fret Club. Please stop by to say hi and let me know your thoughts on this episode. If you've got a favourite musician you'd also like to hear on an episode of Don't Fret Club, you can let me know that too. In the meantime, stay safe, look after each other, and I'll be back soon with another episode of Don't Fret Club.